Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 165 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 166 of Receptopia continues. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, Missouri, a sold-out house as the road to WrestleMania winds down. I want to offer my quick tip take thoughts and things you need to watch from last night's Raw to get you through your Tuesday. First off, we have to talk about the opening segment of Monday Night Raw involving Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being best friends again, and their ovation was absolutely crazy from the St. Louis crowd. They love Sami and KO so much as they talked about reforming their friendship to take down the bloodline and Sami Zayn realizes that he treated their reunion initially as a business transaction saying we don't need to be friends to take down the bloodline but Kevin Owens needed their friendship he missed it so much because he always knew Sami was great dating back to their rivalry on the indie scene to where they are right now in WWE and he sensed that Sami Zayn outgrew the bloodline very quickly last year that's why he couldn't stand him just falling in line and taking orders from Roman until Sami Sit up for himself at the Warrior Rumble with the chair shot to the back, heard and seen around the world. And Sammy realized that as well. And they were bonding. It was a beautiful bromance until the Usos interrupted when KO and Sammy took one glance at the big WrestleMania goes to Hollywood sign. And then the Usos are like, why are you looking at that sign? You think you're going to WrestleMania facing us? These tag team titles, I think not. And once again, Sammy Zayn continues to go Jay into saying that, hey, you're just mad that you cannot take the shot on your cousin first. I did what you couldn't do. And that leads to Jay accepting the challenge between KO and Sammy, between the Usos, for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles at WrestleMania. Brothers versus brothers. Blood brothers versus besties. And I am here for the battle. My dream comes true after eight months, really. I have clamored for this match. It is finally here and the build has been absolutely perfect from start to finish. So we have a brawl between the Usos and KO and Sami Zayn and Sami has Jay in position for the Huluva kick until Jimmy pulls him out the way at the last possible moment and in doing so, Roman Reigns pulls up to the arena alongside Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa and this plays into some interesting backstage interactions between the bloodline later in the show because... Let's be real. Jimmy and Jay can see through Roman's BS. The gaslighting is waning a bit. And it was very important how Jimmy was talking about Roman, but was using Sammy's name as a cover, saying that how dare someone try to place the blame on me because I felt like me and my brother are being torn apart. And that was Roman Reigns' assessment for weeks saying, hey, Jimmy, get your brother in line. If not, I'm blaming you for what's going to happen to our family. And you can sense Roman was getting irritated. And the fans are like, are you talking about Roman? And then Jimmy says, it's Sami Zayn's fault. So he's using Sami as a way to deflect from Roman Reigns, the true source of all of his malcontent. So we have Roman dismiss Paul Heyman, Solo, and Jimmy. He tells Jay to stay behind. And Jay slides closest to Roman. He's looking kind of downward. And Roman says, you've gone ghost on me recently. 
You don't call, you don't text, you show up when you want to, and now you're accepting WrestleMania challenges without consulting me first. So are you really a part of the bloodline, Jay? Are you back home now? And Jay reassures him he's back in the fold and he leaves the scene. But you can sense that this is far from over because Sami Zayn definitely struck a nerve dating back to this after the Warrior Rumble saying that, hey, I acknowledge you, Jay. I love you. Your cousin's doing the most right now. I know you wish you could do something about it. And maybe that's something will come at WrestleMania when it counts most with all of the bloodline tension last night was so good which set up an epic main event angle between Roman Reigns and his WrestleMania opponent Cody Rhodes as we are a little over a week away until their undisputed WWE Universal Championship match going down on night two of WrestleMania on Sunday April 2nd. Now, in terms of last night's in-ring action, the best match in the car at last night goes to Montez Ford versus United States champion Austin Theory. And this match was a lovely showcase for Montez Ford delivering clotheslines, standing moonsaults, belly to back suplexes, a flip dive on the outside, just putting on a show and revving up the crowd in St. Louis at the exact same time. But unfortunately, for Montez Ford, he eats a drop kick by Theory and A Town down for the 1 2 3 as Theory continues to antagonize Cena ahead of the U.S. Championship match at WrestleMania next Saturday or Sunday from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, as we move on to. To Logan Paul hosting a live version of Impulsive TV in the ring. He is a great heel. Listen, he's very fun as a wrestler. I enjoy his work, but he's a naturally gifted heel to get under the crowd's skin. He's been trying to win the people over for the last couple of years, dating back to the Thunderdome era, but the fans are naturally going to boo him, but respect him begrudgingly for what he does in the ring, and I'm glad he understands that. As he admits, I'm trying to win you guys over, but you don't want to accept me. For me, I am a fan of WWE. I love doing this. I don't have to do it because I'm rich, but I'm here anyway, but I realize I don't have to appease or please any of you because I'm a 360 performer. There's nothing I cannot do. I fill seats. I sell tickets. I'm really good at this wrestling thing. and I can go up against anyone back there and put on a show and there's no denying it. I am damn good at what I do. And you're just mad that I am in your house handling business. And Seth Rollins is antagonizing Logan Paul by fucking with his microphone. And he comes out in his leopard suit and I'm getting my life. Seth Rollins is extra, but I love him for it. And we have the crowd singing a song in the loo and Seth immediately goes after Logan Paul. They have a great brawl. And at one point, Seth Rollins tackles Logan Paul over the announce table, goes for a splash, but he is going to instead land on the security guards at ringside. And that leads to Logan Paul for the second time in two weeks, knocking out Seth Rollins. And Seth is laid out there on the floor like a chalk outline on Law and Order, and I'm getting my life. So it's going to be a battle of the punch and how Seth is going to counter that at WrestleMania via a curve stomp, maybe. We shall see. But I am still very excited about Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, night one of WrestleMania on Logan's 28th birthday. It is going to be a hell of a match. Starting value still stands at five stars because this is going to be a show stiller one way or another. Meanwhile, Dominic Mysterio is off against Johnny Gargano, and Johnny is selling an injury from his home invasion angle against 
Grayson Waller in NXT this past Tuesday, and he has injured ribs, and Dom goes after the ribs throughout this match, but Johnny Wrestling fights back with a lawn dart spear, a DDT, goes for a super kick at one point on Dom for a near fall, and Dom goes for a 619, blocked by Johnny Wrestling, and from there, we have both guys fighting on the top rope, and Dominic Mysterio, surprisingly enough, is going to once again go after the ribs of Johnny Wrestling and land a frog splash for the clean victory over Johnny Wrestling, even though it was an injury angle that gives Johnny an out for losing but still losing heading into Santa deliver against Grayson Waller choices by WWE and Dom is on the mic continuing to antagonize Rey Mysterio saying that you keep turning down my Wrestlemania challenge and there's nothing I can do nothing I can say to change your mind but I'm going to do so because in Las Vegas this Friday on Smackdown the entire Mysterio family is going to be in the building so maybe I can convince mom to sign off on this match of Wrestlemania if I can get your balls out of her purse first nice shot at his dad once again is done Dom is the perfect little shit in this role. And he's got to do something massive to convince his dad to face him at WrestleMania. Will it be a WrestleMania angle going down to the Hall of Fame the night before? We shall see. But Angie Mysterio, don't play. She already popped Rhea Ripley in the face one time. And she'll do it again if need be. Because mommy hit mommy. And Dom is going to feel a certain way about it again. Live in Las Vegas this Friday on SmackDown. As you move on to another counterpart of Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley coming out to continue. Her mind games on Charlotte Flair ahead of their SmackDown Women's Championship match at WrestleMania next weekend. And Rhea Ripley talks about what happened three years ago at WrestleMania at the PC when no one was there. It was her and Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. And Charlotte Flair beat her. And she realized in that moment that in life, you will respect your leaders who try to set an example for what you should be as a champion. But Rhea Ripley kind of figured that Charlotte Flair had no respect for her or anybody in the women's locker room for that matter, and she would never gain her respect. So therefore, she's got to go after Charlotte where it hurts, her insecurities, hanging her hat on three years ago, and now facing what's happening in front of her in the here and now. Because without WWE, Charlotte Flair is nothing. Rhea vows to break her spirit at WrestleMania, take her championship, and be the star that she's meant to be by beating Charlotte Flair, the current SmackDown Women's Champion, because Rhea Ripley wants Charlotte Flair to fear her at WrestleMania when it's all said and done. Because right now, Charlotte fears no one, not even Rhea, and that kind of pisses her off in a big way. And this leads to Bailey coming out alongside Io Sky and Dakota Kai from Damage Control, and she reminds Rhea Ripley, hey, Around five years ago, I, in fact, pinned Charlotte Flair to retain the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. You could have came to me. I could have gave you great advice, but I respect you. You're a great leader. And Rhea's like, you know what? This isn't the time and place for this conversation. Didn't ask for your advice. Didn't ask for your two cents. But if it's a fight you want, it's a fight you can get. I'm not dressed to compete right now, but please come on down. Do what you need to do. Bailey is dressed to compete. The match is on by way of Adam Pierce backstage. And this match was solid. Rhea Ripley looked great as always. But Bailey really rocked Rhea with some knee strikes, some kicks. A to suplex out of nowhere and a couple of Bailey to bellies for a one count as Rhea powered through at one point. Bailey tries to put her feet on the ropes to beat Rhea Ripley. That's broken up by the referee just in time. And then we have Becky Lynch, one half of the women's tag team champions alongside the other half, Lita and fellow WWE Hall of Famer Tristratus as they watch the match at ringside with Becky holding this big bag of popcorn as we go to commercial break. We come back and once again, Bailey is rocking Rhea with knee strikes for a near fall. Rhea fights back by boot. 
booting the absolute shit out of Bailey in the corner that pops the crowd, goes to the prism lock, Bailey fights out of that, and she sends Rhea face versus to the ring post. And then we have damage control causing trouble at the ringside. It leads to Trish and Lita fighting back and Becky going after Bailey. And that is going to lead to Rhea Ripley landing the Riptide on Bailey for the one, two, three. A good match. A little overbooked for me. And you saw the nod of respect between Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch. And they teased this match months ago. The stare down between Becky and Rhea Ripley was so damn good. Gave me legit chills when it happened. I need to pay off at some point alongside Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. These are three matches I want to see come to fruition on the main roster very, very soon. But Rhea is a star. You hear the mommy chants. Was not a big fan of the what chance during her promo threw off a little bit, but Rhea has star power for days, and I think she will be the next SmackDown Women's Champion when it's all said and done at WrestleMania next weekend from SoFi Stadium. Next up is Ricochet versus Chad Gable. And this match was a little off at first, but both guys put it together down the stretch with Chad Gable delivering a cliffhanger DDT and a dragon suplex on Ricochet at one point, but then Otis, or Otis, if he's not a model with maximum male models, is distracted by one Maxine Dupree and he walks away with her and that leads to Ricochet landing in the casino, followed by the shooting star press off the top rope onto Chad Gable for the one, two, three, as we get a sneak preview of a massive Fatal 4 match at WrestleMania involving the Viking Raiders, the Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis, Ricochet and Braun Strowman and the Street Profits. Just give me Montez versus Ricochet. Hops for days. I am sold on all of that. Just saying. The end of the story. But it should be a show stiller at WrestleMania as well whenever it takes place during night one or two next weekend from SoFi Stadium. As we move on to Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion alongside Asuka versus Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. And let's just cut to the chase. The money and the moment is Bianca Belair KODing Piper Nevin for the win. And her feet of strength always pops a crowd and Piper takes a KOD like an absolute boss. After the match is over, we have Asuka turn on Bianca Belair with a kick to the head followed by a knee strike. And the fans kind of went mild. It wasn't like a heated segment. They love Bianca Belair. They love Asuka, but they were not here for the turn. And this is a classic angle of can they coexist? And the answer is no. And we'll see how things go next Monday for the final heart stuff of their match at WrestleMania. It's been very soft so far i love oscar's new persona but it's been mm, hit and miss recently and bianca belair is great in every way but i just think there is dimensions missing in terms of selling this match at wrestlemania from a storyline perspective it'll be a really good match at wrestlemania it might lack heat because there's no story that's compelling me to care emotionally but when it counts most if you put in the work make people care you could perform a miracle in L.A. when it counts most. But as always, we shall see. And now it is time for our main event angle involving the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns alongside the wise man himself, Paul Heyman, and Solo Sokoa. And Cody comes out immediately after Roman tells St. Louis to acknowledge him. We have the battle of the pyrotechnics and Cody would normally ask the crowd, what do you guys want to talk about? But he knows Roman wants to talk about Cody Rose getting into some bloodline business as of late, making things very personal. And he asks Roman, do you have a Cody Rose problem you want to solve? And Roman's like, you're not the problem, Cody, but you are a symptom of a larger problem because you're a dad in mine. 
they were professional wrestlers way back when. And you're trying to hang on to that mantle and title, but I'm above it. I am a fighter. I am a sports entertainer. I am a star of stars, the biggest star, the champion. And I look at you and all the things you've accomplished and the things you've done in the last few years. But let's talk about that. Because when you were stardust, you ran away. You ran away and you joined your friends and you formed a company. And when you couldn't get over there, you ran back here. And the fans kind of oohed and on at that. And Roman says, and you got over. You hear the chants, Cody, Cody, Cody. And then your peck pops at Hell in a Cell last year. And you go away because your body failed you. Now you're back. Trying to finish a story at WrestleMania at my expense. And you talk about Sunday, April 2nd. It all comes to an end for me. But you need to think about Monday, April 3rd. How it's all going to come to an end for you. Because you have nothing to show for what you couldn't do at WrestleMania. So when that happens, you're going to run away like a little bitch, as you always do. And then Cody has a response that floors Roman by saying, you know what? You're right. I ran away six years ago, but you know what? By winning away, I have to everybody in the back, make more money. Now they getting paid. You're getting paid. And I kind of resent the fact that you try to sully what it means to be a professional wrestler talking about my father and your father. But hell, deep down in my soul, I'm a professional wrestler. Deep down, I just want to be a violent wrestler who loves the taste of his own blood in his mouth. But I want to hear about my father again because he's not going to walk through that door. He's not going to hit you with a bionic elbow. My brother works elsewhere, but my mama, my Cuban mama would tell me to do something to you. Knock you out, then knock you out again. Lay you on your ass and keep beating you down until you can't get back up. But let's talk about April 3rd. You talk about that day specifically for a reason. Because that's the day it all comes to an end for you. The first time in over three years, Roman Reigns will know what it's like to lose a match. And not only lose a match, but you will lose your championships. Not only will you lose your championships, you'll lose Jay. You'll lose Jimmy. Solo, who's been looking at me this entire time. I was him 15, 16 years ago as I was in the shadow of a fellow champion, Randy Orton, wink, wink. And I wasn't ready for the moment. And I don't think Solo's ready either. So he'll eventually leave you too. And then you will be a man without a family. You'll be a Roman without a reigns anymore. But above all else, you'll be a chief without a tribe. And that last bar led to Roman and Paul leaving after Cody told Paul to fall back early on during the promo segment. And then Solo sticks around and Cody says, mm, I told you you weren't built for the moment. You ain't ready. And then Solo tries to Samoan spike Cody. Cody blocks it with the kick and he goes after Cody once again. But Roman tells Solo, no, fall back. This ain't the fight you want right now. And that's how Monday Night Raw goes off the air with Cody planting seeds of doubt for the Bloodlines fall at WrestleMania. And I absolutely loved it. Cody bounced back beautifully from that AEW shade by Roman Reigns. And he ethered Roman talking about family saying when you don't have anything there goes Jay there goes Jimmy solo too and you can sense the Usos are wavering a bit despite their mission to take out KO and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania for those tag team titles but you do sense deep down in their souls they blame Roman for everything and Sami's speaking the gospel and we're going to see some revelations during WrestleMania weekend and I'm here for the long-term story. Hell, WWE even has a story of the Bloodline YouTube video that runs almost two hours, chronicling the start to where we are now, and that cinema 
on every level in this storyline at WrestleMania between Cody and Roman alongside KO and Sammy and the Usos and the entire bloodline is going to be cinema with WrestleMania goes Hollywood next Saturday and Sunday from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California by way of Inglewood. And with that, this wraps up a solid Monday Night Raw sold out in a prize center in St. Louis, Missouri. Hot crowd in the beginning, kind of so-so in the middle, hot in the end. And I am hyped for WrestleMania. It is going to be unforgettable once again. Over two nights, I thought last year was a game changer in terms of representing WrestleMania as the showstopper of showstopper. And this year's show is shaping up to be one of the most stacked cards over two nights that has banger after banger after banger. And I'm here for it. And the ticket sales are booming for television and house shows. And that has not been the case for a very long time. This is WWE at their hottest, selling out houses every Monday and Friday, just about house shows are very healthy this time of year as well. So whatever WWE is doing right now, it is working beautifully heading into WrestleMania. The finish line is near. Let's hope that the payoff is big when it counts most next weekend in Inglewood, California, by way of SoFi Stadium. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 165 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming all these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do, such Receptopia and Follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back, hopefully tomorrow morning, recapping NXT. But if not, charge my head and not my heart once again, depending on the quality of the show, because you know I've been very picky as of late regarding my NXT reviews. But until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there, and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>